Welcome to the Bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Welcome back, everyone. Corey. What? Sitting around the fire here with you. I think we should talk about some of our listeners and say a big grateful thank you to Lindsay. Little, little fireside, little fireside chat. Yeah, little fireside chat. I love that. Who is Lindsay? Tell me, Lindsay tell me. Lindsay JW. She is the person who gave us a review on our podcast that made me cry. And we just want to say thank you, Lindsay. This review really highlights something that I know I feel deep down, which is a deep gratitude for this community. It makes me feel welcome and, and happy and fulfilled knowing that we're all in this together and that we can all sort of hang out even though we're apart. Yeah, I like that too. It was the warm, cozy blanket around the fire that I would just like, oh, man, I, I lost yeah. it. So thank you, Lindsay. I, I wish we were all around the fire together in real life, but I really like being able to be here virtually. You made us both cry. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> Wicca versus witchcraft and everything in between. And everything in between. I like the way you phrased it, Wicca verse witchcraft. Like it's like, ding, 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 I, in this corner. And it was just got <laughs> Wicca. Don don. Yeah, smack It made down. me feel like uh, that old MTV show, Celebrity Deathmatch. Do you remember that show? <gasps> oh my gosh, I had not thought about that in forever. I think about it at least mm, once a week. Really? I, think. I loved that show. So I, anyway, I produced another podcast. Which, by the way, I'm just going to say this out here. I want to propose to them that we do a crossover episode. Jasmine Joshua and Harry Turpin do a, it's called Two Chips Passing, and I produce it, and they did a whole tortilla smackdown. <laughs> and when I mentioned this uh, to the person I live with in my house, she, she was like, like the tortilla smackdown, boom, boom. So I, I think that came genuine that you heard that in my voice. I, we want to be very clear at the, at the front of this episode that um, we are not saying whether you should or should not be Wiccan. That is not at all what this is about. Oh, gosh, no. I am not into the gatekeeping thing nope. like at all. I really dislike it. So if I ever do that, Corey and listeners, please call me on it because I do not want to be a gatekeeper. Ditto. Yeah. Um, we just want to share the history of Wicca mm-hmm. and then our personal experiences and or feelings. Yeah. We absolutely we uh, were chatting beforehand that uh, we both have a lot more feelings yeah. about this than we thought we did. Yeah. But uh, let's let's ride that wave of feelings right on in. Are you ready to babble? Yeah, let's babble. So, Corey, what history do you have for us today? And I may chime in here and there. Well, Detta, let me tell you. <laughs> So I have two different sources today because they were sort of the most comprehensive and they were sort of the well from which all other sites sprung. 
that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So those two sites are, of course, our Lord and Savior Wikipedia. <laughs> I love how you went from friend of the podcast to Lord and Savior Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, I think it might get a new uh, honorary every single time. Uh, and the other one was the Encyclopedia Britannica. And I will jump in with the Witch's Bible by the Fars. And a couple of other sources. I cannot wait yeah. to learn more about those. Absolutely. All right. So let's dive right in. Book report time. Wicca was created in the early 20th century and released out unto the world in 1954. That is the year my mom was born. Oh, is that? Oh, hi, mom. It was also the year that the polio vaccine was invented. Oh, nice. <laughs> Good things happen. Vaccinate. <laughs> anyway, so it was released to the world in 1954 by a fellow named Gerald Gardner. Now, a little vague history on Gerald Gardner because I don't have a ton mm-hmm. of information. I know Dada has more. So here's the very clinical, historical background that I have is that he traveled a lot. He was an occultist and he found the religious practices and beliefs of a lot of Eastern cultures very, I don't know, relatable mm-hmm. or or uh, he identified with them very much. He found them very um, fulfilling and like spiritually enriching. So he brought a lot of these very, very ancient practices together along with or rather he brought the principles together along with a lot of European uh, pagan and occult practices going back through history. Mm-hmm. And he created this thing called Wicca. So its diverse practices were drawn from a new, from numerous pagan rituals, and they were organized by Gardner himself and a person named Doreen Valente. I think I'm pronouncing that right? You are. Hey! Or at least the way Yahtzee. that I pronounce it, so I think it's right. We're either right together yeah. or we're wrong together, but at least we're together. There we go. <laughs> it has numerous traditions, or as it's called in the religion, uh, lineages. And there are a number of covens that can trace their line- their lineage through the priestess all the way back to Gardnerian, the Gardnerian coven. Mm-hmm. They've evolved over time, like things have changed. That's kind of one of the things that draws people to Wicca. It can grow and change and shift. Uh, A lot of the basic principles and tenets are still the same. Wicca is predominantly Western, like I mentioned. A lot of Western European ideas and rites and even like the names of things. And covens are a large component. Now, I know that nowadays, in the last, I don't know, handful of decades, well, handful of years even, it's become less important to find yourself in a coven. It's more, I don't want to say accepted because that implies that there's some kind of like rule or status quo that you have to meet, but it's become more common, I suppose, to be an eclectic and a solitary. Mm -hmm. 
meaning that you create your own practice. You make yourself your own coven and you just practice by yourself. And be aware. There are lots of people out there judging that practice. And I just say, if that works for you, let those judgments roll off of you. Like Lindsay said, if you're an aesthetic witch or a brand new witch or a solitary witch, or you don't really have a set practice or you're kind of like a down and dirty witch, you're a witch. So please don't let anybody tell you that just because you're not part of something larger you're you're still part of something larger. you know what I mean as long as you're doing the work and as long as you are not culturally appropriating things you're fine and and that's my opinion that is my opinion so do the work yeah Uh, within formal covens there's like a hierarchy that you can ascend I suppose Mm -hmm. uh, culminating in the position i suppose of priestess the priestess was given priority of place in the hierarchy within covens i am sure there were other gender issues that i'm not covering that Deda has making a face and she looks like she has something to add so i'm gonna finish up so she can just go all out um In the U.S. alone, there are an estimated between 100,000 and 1.5 million people identifying as Wiccan. That is the last of my, like, hard data. Okay. Basically, what it boils down to is it's a religion and therefore protected in America under, or rather the United States, under the Freedom of Religions Act. Or something like that. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. There's eh, other things to worry about right now. <laughs> but the uh, it's protected. You can be a Wiccan. And I want to take just this quick moment to um, point out that that is an incredible privilege that we have here. Uh, here in the UK and a lot of Western countries, it's fine to say I'm a witch or I'm Wiccan or I'm pagan or any of those things. But there are also a lot of places in the world where if someone suspects you of doing magic, it's not going to end well for you. Yeah. It's still legal to hurt those people. Yeah. Those places where witches are still persecuted and blamed for famines or illness or any number of things. So remember, as you walk in the world, either in or out of the broom closet, it's your privilege to choose that. Maybe once in a while, use that power, that energy that you draw up to focus it on making the world a more welcoming place. Mm -hmm. And that is, I don't know if this will lead us into the history on witchcraft, which is different than Wiccan, which is what we're talking about today. Do you have any history on witchcraft? My statement on the history of witchcraft, my, (laughs) my history heavy air quotes on witchcraft is it's as old as people are different types of magical practice and witchcraft Mm -hmm. by any other name are as old as people they span the entire globe there's shamans there's witches there's i don't know and in every culture there's yeah there's something in every culture Witchcraft is too big to fit under one small umbrella that came about in the last 75 years. Yeah. And it, and that is, I think, what's really important to say. That is how different it is from Wiccan. 
Wicca obviously draws on a lot of witchcraft principles, and they practice witchcraft, but it is really important to know that they are completely and totally different. I will say that I'll put a resource in our show notes or on our website, maybe, or maybe Uh even on Instagram of resources of books that if you're interested in finding out about the history of witchcraft, there are so many great books out there right now. And I I have a whole reading list and it's some of it's really hard reading because the Salem witch trials, of course, we absolutely own as our own as in the witchcraft community because a lot of those women were healers or they were cunning women or they were just landowners. They didn't have anything to do with witchcraft or healing. And we own them as women and strong, powerful women that were targeted. It's a hard read. A lot of it's hard. Some of these are hard, but it's like that. It's like that episode of Buffy when Willow and Tara are watching TV and Willow's just getting mad. And she's like, why are we watching this documentary? You know, you're just going to get mad. The the Discovery Channel has baby penguins. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, but it's important. A lot of the history of witchcraft is going to make you flip a table furious. But I think it's important because... It is. It's important to know where we come from and what we've gone through and how. Yeah. And I like the fact that you said that we're privileged to be able to be out out of the closet. And not everybody is. And that's yeah. the other thing, too. And as a lesbian, can I just say that <laughs> I have never been one for... I, I don't believe in outing. Do I think Mm-mm. that it is helpful if we are out and people know that we are everywhere and normal yes yes but you have to be safe and so no judgment on that either yeah so if you're out of the broom closet awesome thanks for being here and if you're not uh we got you and never feel any kind of pressure to choose one way or the other what to do right in this moment do what feels right for you always um so let's talk a little bit about the differences then between wiccan and witchcraft I So I started, I found my way into witchcraft via Wicca. And when I first started, I did not, I did not know the difference until I started reading and getting the magazines and read about Doreen, whom I actually still quite adore and love her work. And I like the Charge of the Goddess. I like the Wiccan read. I like the poetry that she wrote that came about in the 60s and 70s that we still use as part of Wicca. She and Gardner had a huge falling out. She she is one of the people who confronted him about his inappropriate use of sex magic in order to not be sex magic, but rather to abuse young women and his coven. And in the way that a cult leader might. Yeah, exactly. And the other issue that I have started having, and I just want to say, not all of them that are based in Gardenian and Alexandrian. Alexandrian? Yeah. But some of them used their religion as a way to discriminate. So that's just a way of saying that, wow, Wicca is just like all the other religions. They're not perfect. And they make right. mistakes. So, And I think that that's so important, too, because... I know that I've been to a number of Christian churches, Mm -hmm. Methodist or Lutheran or Episcopalian or whatever, where the vibe was so 
welcoming mm-hmm. and kind and and inclusive. And I've also been, as I mentioned that one time, kicked out and asked not to come back. Yeah. So any group of people that's going to have a leader, it's important that that leader is coming from a place of love and I guess openness and honesty and it's when a leader is led by their ego or their Mm -hmm. desire for power that things start to crumble that is a great way to say that when they're led by their ego we are not saying that covens are bad we are not saying that wicca is is no not bad we are saying that like any organization there are going to be pockets where people are going to take advantage that is true of Every organization. Yeah. So so what is the difference between Wicca and witchcraft? So at, we've just kind of hit on it, is that Wicca is an organized religion with some rules and some manifestos. And having said that, not all Wiccans believe in the threefold law. And the threefold law has a lot of issues, and some people take a lot of issues with it. And if you don't know what it is, that's the uh, the three times. What you put out comes back to you three times, whether it is uh, good, good, quote, air quotes, or bad, air quotes. And that is something that not every single Wiccan believes in either. And that is part of the Wiccan creed, which Valente uh, Doreen is the one who wrote that and coalesced that in the 70s. And again, this is all neo-paganism. Not all witches, not all people who practice witchcraft believe in deities or call on the deities. And most Wicca practitioners do. They find a pantheon and they follow it. Mine was the Celtic pantheon and very quickly led into the Tuatha Dewan and the Morgan and all of that. And I very quickly, as I started looking back over all of my journals, because I am a journaler and I keep my grimoire and book of shadows, realized I very quickly got away from looking deeply into the tenets of Wicca and went into the Celtic lore and the Morrigan's lore. And I'm diving deeper even now into the Morrigan's lore. I just realized I really diverged from a lot of the religion part of Wicca, even though, like I said, I really like the Charge of the Goddess and all that poetry and all that good stuff. Witches also have covens, so that's one of the similarities between the two of them. But a lot of witchcraft covens, and this is what I had started to get into a little bit earlier, they were all women. And that is not who we are today in our world today. We are very inclusive as far as men witches and non-binary witches, at least the witches that I hang out with are. Magic magic is fluid. Yeah. And you can be too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that is also one of the differences. I think Wicca and neo-paganism is definitely changing that. And I'm just going to do a little shout out to the modern witch tarot, doing the one of the most inclusive tarot decks in our lifetime. I'm so excited about it. That, oh, that man. deck it just makes me happy. read my ass the other night. Oh, did just, it? I was like, roasted. Ouch. Why? <laughs> Why are we? Ow. I don't know what I did to deserve this, but all right. So, But it's beautiful. Most people who practice Wicca celebrate the eight holidays called the sabbats and they celebrate or you call them sabbats and yeah. they practice the esbots and not 
every person who practices witchcraft does that. Now, that is something that in my Celtic pantheon, the Celtic pantheon does not practice all of them, but I will continue to do so. And by the way, I one of the things I wanted to mention is that some Wiccans would not ever consider that I ever followed a Wiccan path, even though I do all of this, because some Wiccans, again, not all, believe that if you're not part of a coven in Wicca, if you're not part of a tradition, if you haven't been initiated by someone else, not just yourself, that you are not Wiccan. And not all Wiccans believe that. Some Wiccans believe that if you're a solitary, of course you're Wiccan. It doesn't matter. Just know that as well. And some people who practice witchcraft do celebrate the moon and they do celebrate the wheel of the year, even though they don't consider themselves Wiccan. But as we also want to point out, some of the holidays on the wheel of the year are Wiccan holidays. They're neo-pagan. They were created in this, well, oh, in the last century, in the 20th century, or they were coalesced or brought all together in the 20th century. For more information on that, check out our two-part Wheel of the Year. That's right. Go and listen yeah. to that. There's a lot of crossover, which is why there's a lot of confusion. And to your point about Wiccans, some yeah. traditions of Wicca saying that you have to be initiated or you're not one, there are also a number of witchcraft covens, traditions, practitioners who believe that you can't just start practicing and say, I'm a witch. They yeah. have, they say you have to be initiated yeah. by somebody else. And I'm going to say for me, and I'm going to say this with my whole chest, you <laughs> do not have to wait for anybody else Agreed. ever to tell you who or what you are. Yeah. I'm standing there right by her cool shoulder to we shoulder cool chest that? out. Yeah. Right on. I will right be a gatekeeper, a reverse gatekeeper on that. <laughs> Is that, yeah. And we'll be your big, strong friends right. that walk you into Hot Topic when you're yeah. too scared to go in alone. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, there are also, when you're practicing witchcraft, we use tarot cards and runes and lots of uh, different types of divination and things that we've talked about here on the podcast and, and we'll continue to explore in this podcast. And we have talked about pantheons. And and like I said, some people who practice witchcraft absolutely do not believe in any of the pantheons. And some of them absolutely do. And some of them are Christians. That's why we have Christian witches. Shout out to my girl, Sarah. Woohoo! I think that I think I think I've covered it. I think now I'm just starting yeah. to repeat myself. So, yeah. Or were there any other major differences that you wanted to talk about between witchcraft and wicca there are okay go there's for like it there's like one or two yeah, I do. but i also want to like ask you a quick question yeah i do do you read graphic novels at all i do not very many have you read wicked and the divine i have not okay <laughs> 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 their representation of the morrigan is like it's uh, amazing oh is it good okay good oh yeah okay she's beautiful because she takes three forms oh She's gorgeous. There's some, and, there's <gasps> one out there right now with like the Morgan. It's some video game with um. She's oh. barely dressed and the boobs are like so huge that they're unrealistic and it's just like <laughs> so uh, every video game. Then? Yeah. Well, you know. Hmm, sure. Yeah. 
And I, I'm a gamer. Like, I can say that pisses me off. And she's not a well, sex goddess, and she often gets put into this. Oh, the Morgan, the sex goddess of Morgan, and even this guy. I really like these books, Kevin Hearn. It's a druid tale. I can't remember the exact name of them. He got he incorporated the Morgan at one point, and she's a sex god and uses him as a sex slave. And I'm just like, you no no, no. bad on you. Well, I'll let you borrow, and this is saying something because I don't let people borrow my books. I will let you borrow The Wicked and the Divine, the first few volumes that I have, because the way they uh, represent the Morgan, and she represents all three sisters, and like Gentle Annie, and like it's... I love this, and part of being part of this podcast, you listeners, you, is you get to learn a little bit about us, so you'll learn now about me, is that I will come over when we don't have COVID, and I will look at those books in Corey's house, because I do not borrow books, because I'm hard on them, because I, and I am so terrified of hurting somebody else's books, because I am so hard on books, I just don't borrow them anymore, I I get terrified with them in my presence. They're sacred objects. Well, we'll have a reading party. We'll have a reading party when COVID is over. So, yeah. But the the last couple of differences I think I want to point out is just the ways that we practice. Yeah. Let's do that. I think, and this could, of course, just be my experience and my experience with others around me, but there's a sort of feeling, at least for me, in Wicca that, like, the sacred things are very specific and delineated and there's a way to do it. And in the more casual, I don't want to say casual, but in the less structured witchcraft circles that I've been in, it's, it's much more intuitive. I think, I think it's sort of like the difference for me between crocheting and knitting. Like knitting is hard. And if you mess up, it's hard to undo it. But but crocheting is like improv, baby, let's go. Um, And I found that that where Wicca, in my experience, has created a space where things are sacred. Witchcraft for me has created a practice where every space is sacred Mm. or can be. And there's something really, really beautiful about that that makes me feel like I am more connected to the power of, you know, the world and the energy around me. Sort of like how Quakers, their relationship to God is very personal. It's not very, it's not like big mega churchy. It's very personal and individualized. And I think that in that way, witchcraft is like Quakers, where your faith is very individual. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just in my experience. Yeah. I have all my thoughts mm-hmm. neatly wrapped up in what I've titled My Hot Take. And I would like awesome. to share it with you. Oh, please okay. do. Please do. <laughs> my hot take <laughs> a paper by Corey Tensio Wicca <laughs> is a religion to be a witch you do not have to follow this religion while it is still less structured and definitely less oppressive than some other religions may feel you can adapt much of it it is still a religion and for what it's worth I believe it is important to examine a faith that you consider joining who is at its helm who is claiming authority or positions of power, who benefits from your presence, 
do their intentions and practices align with yours? And does it feel good? And that's it. Does it feel right? That's my hot take. Great. If you can't tell by this point, we start to just get really verbose when we feel really (laughs) passionate about something. And we both feel really passionate about this. And I know we've said it before. I'm going to say it again. If you are Wiccan or you want to become Wiccan. We love you. Go off, sis. Do it. But like, remember to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. To have an open mind and an open heart, but also, like, keep your eyeballs yeah. open and keep your ears open and ch- and choose the group that's right for you. Right. Choose the practice that's right for you. And the things that I read, I did a little research into the different mm-hmm. traditions. The Dianic traditions, while they're extraordinary and powerful and cool, can, and I'm not saying every single one, tend to be kind of turfy. Oh, I didn't know that. So you have to remember that all people can be witches. And because of that, some groups are going to vibe with you and some are not. So just we're going to say this a hundred (laughs) times over the course of getting these episodes, (laughs) but but do the work. Yeah. Like dive in with both feet. But once you're sure, you know, I think it's important too to remember that you can like a principle or an idea or a belief and you have the power and the choice to pull it out Mm -hmm. for yourself for example i think the golden rule from the bible is a delight Mm -hmm. however comma there are a number of things in that parcel that i'm not fond of so yeah. It's important to remember that you get to decide. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting anyone or yourself. And it feels well. And let's talk about that. As long as you're not hurting anyone or yourself. And that is one of the tenets that is different between Wicca and witchcraft. And then then we have to talk about, well, what is the definition of harming someone else? If you're fighting back or you see somebody doing harm and you fight them magically or, you know, in the mundane world, is that doing harm to someone, in my opinion? No, it's not. You are defending yourself. You have no obligation to be abused. And and, and I don't, I don't know, Corey, when you were doing your research, what did you, did you find any of that? A lot of my research for this episode was reflective yeah and um, looking back at things that I wrote in my journals like six years ago when I was getting started yeah. and up until really recently I had a rule that I would never hex anybody and then we had that excellent conversation about it and there's been a lot of posting recently and a lot of articles and 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 Instagram posts and stuff on Facebook that I've seen just around that's like no yeah if magic is the only power you have in a situation and you are being abused or oppressed or or something awful is holding you down you have every right to fight that off yeah you have every right to use the powers at your disposal to fight oppression and i think that when you believe in the threefold law 
and or the westernized version of karma, which is not the eastern version of karma that everything you put out will come back to you and you'll be you'll pay for. I would love to specify that when you're done. Yeah, absolutely. So that that, of course, you wouldn't do that because it'll come back and it'll hurt you. And I think that's a huge difference between Wicca and witchcraft, because a, a lot of people who practice witchcraft do not believe in the threefold law. I think also I used to believe in the threefold law, and now I just believe that what you put out, you attract. Mm -hmm. That's sort of my take on that, where if you are constantly putting out anger or hate or fear or shame, that's what you're going to attract. But if you're putting out love and acceptance and kindness, that's what you'll attract. And if you put out power and Mm -hmm. unwillingness to acquiesce to oppression... That is what you will attract. And that is great. A quick note on karma. I'm going to make this very brief. Yeah. I'm going to try to make this very brief because it's not my faith and I am white and it is not my place to educate anyone on karma. However, a little brief overview is that it is the It is the process of transcending over the course of many, many lifetimes. So basically what that means is do your best to make yourself a better self and your world a better world. And then in your next life, you will have less struggles in those areas. What you learn in this world becomes easier for you in the next life until finally your spirit has learned all of the things and it transcends off the wheel of suffering. That is karma. Awesome. I love that. And I think if you want to learn more about that religion, how to incorporate karma into your life, go for it. But again, like everything, do the work. Go and find it. Yeah. Go off. But the westernized version of karma is a bitch. It's... um. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Corey's making a funny face. Yeah, because it's just like, yeah, no. That's I just made the most obnoxious face. Well, Detta, now that we've talked everyone's ears off about Wicca versus witchcraft, but not in like a battle royale way, just in a compare and contrast way, are there any sparks that you'd like to throw up today? Yes, there are. Well, Detta, my spark this week is one of our mutual follows on our Instagram. The account is the millennial medium. And it's the underscore millennial underscore medium. And as an elder millennial myself, it really speaks to me. I just love their page. There's like beautiful aesthetic, which you know I love. And there's a shop. I want all of their candles. I, uh... As part of Bonfire Babble podcast, I answered some questions on their story recently and won us a little discount code. So I'm going to buy one of the, I'm saving it because it doesn't expire. And I'm saving it because I found this beautiful like rose petals and crystals candle and I want it with my whole body. So I'm going to buy it. And I'm going to get a discount because we won. And the millennial, the millennial medium was just so sweet when I messaged them. And, and, and I love them and I want to shout them out and pump up their store. 
the millennial medium please go check out their shop it's I so love. nice uh it the, uh, their instagram yeah, is just i have to say i also 10 million chef's love, kisses love 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 so good my spark this week i have two they are both books and they're both fiction first one was alice walker Possessing the Secret of Joy, which changed my life, which I think I talked about in our very, very first episode. I talked about the book and the fact that it led me down the road to feminism and learning about clitorectomies. Yeah, and it, it was it was life-changing for me. Ouch. And I love her work so much. It is a really, really great book. I'm going to shout out Deborah Harksness. And the reason that I'm shouting her out, it's not because her books are historical fiction kind of like outlander historical fiction I love historical fiction i do too and the books themselves fall into a little bit of that um, romantic formulaic romance novel stuff just a little bit that could be fun yeah and so interesting i just heard an interview with her where she's talking about people are so hard on the main character because they get so impatient with her and i just want them to realize that she's just like all of us no i get impatient with the main character too it's like come on you know better there there's some things where she's like the only reason they would have done this certain thing to me no spoilers is because they think i'm evil and stuff like that in just like couple chapters before we're like no you're smarter than that you would not think that but anyway sometimes very <laughs> smart people i know choose very bad choices i know and and they and they're like being really hard on themselves and that's what deborah wants us to get from her so uh, so there we go but what i the reason i'm talking about it so much is it's a trilogy discovery of witches shadow of night and the book of life and there is so much wonderful historical references to real witch lore throughout all three of the books. And I just love it. And <laughs> she happens to do not work at some point, which Corey knows is like my jam. I love not work. And yeah. And so there's some not work in it as well that's really historically accurate and wonderful so witchy fiction or witchy i i will not say that, <laughs> wiction yeah what what'd you say coin a word <laughs> coin a word Corey. wiction i just made I myself love... laugh wiction i'm it's doing the wiction. dumbest like portmanteau i've ever made no i love that i'm <laughs> I, you coined it we need to own that sorry about no. that so um even though Alice Walker's book is not specifically. It definitely deals with a culture in a very interesting way. Uh, she does it really, really well. The the whole culture around um, what is what's done to these young girls. So, but just know it, it could also be triggering. So there you go. Well, that's like plenty yeah, to be getting on with till next that's week. A I lot think. Of, I'm sorry, I did a lot of sparks, guys. <laughs> no, I love so it. I'll, I'll put it under fiction books. <laughs> Get me that historical fiction. Yum, yum, yum. Well, babblers, we've done it. We've made it to the end of the episode. We want to extend our deepest gratitude with you for coming back to us week after week. We love you very much. And until next time, be well. Harm none. And don't forget, you are magic. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening. And if you liked it, please tell your friend and rate and review us and subscribe. 
don't forget to leave that review because that really helps other people find this podcast. We also love it when you ask us questions, so please feel free to reach out to our Gmail, bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Or our Facebook at Bonfire Babble. Or our... Or our Instagram at Bonfire Babble. Or Twitter at Bonfire Babble. I think Twitter is Bonfire Babble Podcast. <laughs> what? Go figure. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of this beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the Duwamish people and real rent, please see the links below.